my friends. Welcome to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I'm your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. Well, I don't know about where you are currently, but boy, we have run into just an awful stretch of weather the past couple weeks. I think we've had five snow days slash wind chill days. Um, We've had, I think, over a foot and a half of snow over the course of uh, seven, eight days, and then just bone chilling wind chills, you know, down to, you know, negative 30, negative 40 below. So we've missed a ton of school. I know my family up in Alaska, they're probably like, that's nothing. (laughs) You should come up here. But um, it's been, it's been pretty brutal. So I hope it's warmer where you are at. And today's episode is kind of related to that uh, because uh, recently, I think we had five days off in a row. We had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday was the holiday. And then Tuesday, we had another day. And so finally, then we came back on Wednesday. So it'd been almost a whole week since I had seen my singers. Like, oh, they're going to come in fully rested, super excited. And they started coming into class. And the first thing out of one of their mouths was, can we have a nap day? And I'm like, what in the world are you talking about nap day? You literally just had five days off. How could you possibly need a nap day? Come on, people, let's go. And in my brain, I was just like, yo, I am going to have to go Ted Lasso on them today. And so that's kind of where today's episode comes from. Now, if you have not seen Ted Lasso, my uh, advice would be, you know what, if you don't want to pay for Apple streaming, I totally get it. You know what, you just got to do it. Yeah, splurge for a weekend, just set aside a weekend. It's only three seasons of the show, sadly. Um, I I so wish there would be more, but there's just there's just the three seasons. So you got a, a a weekend to yourself, or even a couple of of nights in a row, where you've got some time. Just break down, do it for a month, and then you could cancel it. Just if anything else, so that you can binge watch Ted Lasso. It's totally worth it. Worth it. One of my favorite TV shows ever, and I think there's probably because. I see a lot of similarities between Ted Lasso um, and myself. And so I don't want to give away too much for those of you that haven't watched it, although there are a couple of things specifically that I will talk about from the show. But there are just so many terrific lessons that we as choir directors can learn from Ted Lasso. And as I thought about um, my class the other day uh, and just having to lead with positivity is kind of what Ted Lasso is known for. But there's a lot of other things that are involved with that as well. And I started thinking to myself, there's a lot of things that we can take as choir directors to um, improve 
our rehearsals, uh, to build community in our programs, um, to to recruit, but also retain as well, right? Um, but let's talk about it. Here are some lessons that as choir directors, we can really learn from, uh, from the great Ted Lasso. Number one, allowing yourself to be vulnerable is a strength and not a weakness. Yeah. In our society today, oftentimes um, people see uh, any sort of admission um, that we have made a mistake as a weakness. And Ted Lasso is wonderful proof that being uh, the ability to be vulnerable um, is is a wonderful strength and not a weakness. And there's a lot, there's a lot of things that go into vulnerability, right? Um, the wonderful Weston Noble, when he was asked what's the most important attribute of a choir director, he did not say um, having a musical ear or having piano skills or having a beautiful voice. He said vulnerability. And when I think about him, there's a lot of things that go into that. Number one, authenticity. You know, he was always his true self, um, no matter who he was with, um, and was incredibly human, was definitely willing to admit um, when he made mistakes, um, was the most humble person that... um, you would ever meet even though he was of all the people I think I've ever met probably has the 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 most reasons not to be humble um but he he truly was just a a wonderfully humble person um leading from a place of empathy right if we are willing to admit mistakes and we're then uh, also willing to give grace to others and to try and be understanding of their particular situation and putting ourselves in their shoes so leading from a place of empathy something that Ted, you see Ted Lasso certainly doing that um, in a number of important situations in the show. Um, and also those that can be vulnerable are definitely, I think, invested in a growth mindset. And a little bit about Ted Lasso, you know, the premise of the story, he is a, a small college, American college football coach, and he goes to England to be a football, a soccer coach uh so totally different sports uh totally different country um and so he is someone that definitely you can see is invested in this growth mindset because not only did he have to learn about this new country learn about the professional sports environment but a, a whole new sport and so he demonstrates a wonderful um, growth mindset. And then the the willingness to try new things as well. I think when we are vulnerable, we put ourselves in the, the positions uh, to, to try new things because we're maybe we're, we're not so uh, worried um, about what other people are going to think, right? And that's something that certainly that Ted Lasso does throughout the series as well. So that first lesson, allowing ourselves to being vulnerable and admitting mistakes, um, that's that's truly a strength and not a weakness. Number two, everything starts with building 
relationships. And that's you with your team, i.e. your singers, but then also the team members or the singers with each other as well. Yeah, two kind of different types of relationships, but they're both really, really important. And you see Ted do this, um, especially at the beginning of the series, but throughout the series. Um, you know, very little of what he's concerned about at the very beginning is what sort of the strategy or the X's and O's of soccer um his uh assistant coach the hilarious uh coach beard he's sort of the x's and o's guy um but ted he doesn't worry too much about that part he is much more concerned about building relationships with his players with his bosses with everyone in the team you know um with journalists um you know all these these different people that is uh his primary focus is building the relationships and boy it really uh as you can imagine pays off um, in the, his success and the success of the team as well. So remember that everything starts with building those relationships. Lesson number three, your whole team improves when you empower those around you. And I think as choir directors, sometimes we tend to be a bit of uh, control freaks. Yeah, I am raising my hand as <laughs> as I say that. Not always the best at um, asking for help. Um, not always the best about delegating. Um, sometimes I fall into the, you know, it's just faster if I do it myself. Yeah. But when uh, you start to empower those around you, uh, there's so much that other people can bring to the table. Yeah, and actually, there are yes, there are things that other people can do uh, better, probably much better than what I can do. Yeah, and then that then allows me to focus on the things that are. Uh, truly important and that I uh, truly am good at, right? And at the same time, by empowering others, you are making them feel like they are uh, a more important and valued part of the team. Yeah. So number three, looking at how you can empower those around you. Yeah. None of us accomplishes anything by ourselves, right? It truly takes a village. And Ted is someone that um, definitely, uh, definitely is a, is a great example of that. Number four, kind of related to that, along with empowering those around you, allowing your team members to have input makes them feel valued. And then they are more invested because they feel valued. So in what ways can you allow your team, your singers, to have input, right? And I would take that one step further. If you're having trouble engaging the greater community around you, getting parents involved, well, in what way could you allow them to have 
input so that they feel like they are more of a part of your program. Because if you do that, they are going to be more invested. And yes, they are going to be more willing to get involved and to, uh, you know, be of assistance when you need it for certain things. So what are some ways that you can um, allow your team members, your singers to have input? right? Ted does a great job of this His with his players, with his coaches. Again, it gets into the empowering part a little bit. Um, but again, he is someone that uh, by allowing his, uh, his players and those with the team to have input, he shows how good of a listener he is. And maybe that is a, a really important part of this lesson as well. Um, by allowing your singers to have input, this is going to force us to listen, right? And so um, are we spending time being a good listener or are we doing more of the, the talking and the giving directions, right? The more we can allow them to have input, uh, the more we, time we can spend listening Again, you're just helping your singers, the people related with your program to feel valued. And when you do that, they are going to then want to be uh, more invested. They're going to want to play a bigger part. They're going to want to take more responsibility. Yeah, which is what we need. So that's number four. Number five, no one, no one person is more important than the team. Yeah. Uh otherwise known as the no jerks rule, right? <laughs> so trying to encourage our students to do their best when they are having to put up with some toxic behavior from their peers, it's virtually impossible, right? It just doesn't work. Um, no one can do their best and you certainly cannot allow yourself to be vulnerable when you can't trust those around you to be kind and supportive, right? And to be um, good collaborators, to be good teammates. And so kind of my general rule is if there's anything that's going on um, in my rehearsal, in my program that detracts from someone else's experience, that prevents someone else from learning or creates sort of a negative experience for um, my singers, for my students, I have zero tolerance with that. And on the rare occurrence, it's been pretty rare. Um, I don't think it's it's happened in certainly in the past few years. But um, if there is ever an instance where I have one student that is interfering with uh, the ability for others to learn is creating a negative and dare I say toxic environment to me, there's zero tolerance. I am removing that um, that toxicity. Yeah. I am removing uh, that student uh, unless they can agree to uh, to follow certain things, right? This is no slap on the wrist. This is no, um, you know, calling parents. Certainly those things happen. 
right? And certainly it can't be a a one and done type of thing. This is a a thing where if it's happening over um, uh, a longer period of time, you've got to document each instance. And if they refuse to, to, for lack of a better term, follow the rules, if they're continuing uh, this behavior, then they just can't be there, right? And, and I understand that there are certain uh, lots of you out there where you, you've dealt with that type of situation and you don't have the support to, to back you up, right, uh, from your administration. There are certain things that you can do to get around that. Um, but for that sort of thing, and I think this is something that Ted does really well. Um, I won't, I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah. Um, but this happens, a really good example of this happens fairly early on in the series. So when you see it, you'll know what I'm, oh, this is what Matt was talking about. Yeah. But n- no one person is important than the team. Yeah, and there is, a, a, in, on my part, a zero-tolerance policy, and I make that very clear um, as the expectation. That is your quickest ticket out of my rehearsal <laughs> and out of my program, right, um, is to, uh, to be disrespectful or to, to treat someone else in, um, in any sort of negative way, right? So that is a great lesson that we learn uh, from Ted very early on in his experience. No one person is more important than the team. That's lesson number five. Number six, be a goldfish. Now, if you've seen the, the series, you're probably laughing as I talk about this, I have to talk, I won't talk about the specific situation, but I do kind of have to explain this. Yeah. For those of you that haven't heard this, be a goldfish. Um, Ted is talking about the attention span of a goldfish. Um, I think it's, I can't remember what he says, like 10 seconds, 12 seconds, something like that. Super short. Right. Um, and it comes up in, uh, the way that he's talking about how you have to um, not dwell on your mistakes. And I think um, that is something that I personally struggle with. And when, you know, other choir directors that I talk to that are struggling with certain things, I think that's something that I see as well. So maybe that's just the artist in us. I don't know what it is, but um, we tend to really dwell on our mistakes. And Ted's perspective is, hey, don't dwell on your mistakes. Yes, we should learn from them. But then once you've learned the important lessons from those, then you need to give yourself grace and allow yourself to move on, right? And this is a really important lesson for us. This is maybe an even more important lesson for our singers, right? Because, you know, I work with teenagers. Uh, With teenagers, the worst thing that could possibly happen is that they make a mistake in front of others. Yeah, they are absolutely mortified of that happening because they've been in so many situations where they are made fun of because of uh, because of making a mistake. Right. And so we have to. 
um, you know, along with being a goldfish, we have to make sure that uh, our fishbowl is a welcoming and inviting place, right? We have to make sure it is a safe space. And so our singers know that it's okay to make a mistake, right? And it's okay to laugh at ourselves too, right? Um, but that we're not going to dwell on them and we're going to keep forging ahead. The most important thing is that we, we learn from the mistake, but we're not going to sit here and dwell on it and we're not going to... Um, ostracize each other uh for doing that yeah because everyone's gonna make a mistake at one point or another i make them all the time right and i think that's maybe one of the best ways that you can do it is that when you make a mistake you laugh at yourself and then you just move on right and so it's showing them by example hey i'm going to be a goldfish i am not going to dwell on this mistake you know, I'm going to take 10 seconds to laugh at myself and then we're just going to move on. Yeah, we're going to keep learning and keep getting better every single day. So uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, lesson from uh, from Ted Lasso. Yeah, be a goldfish. And finally, number seven, positive feedback can be a powerful motivator. Yeah. Uh, and as I talked about you know at the at the beginning of this episode um ted leads you know nine times out of ten with just this fierce sense of positivity yeah on occasion to his detriment yeah but he he is also um reasonable when he needs to be yeah it's not all uh rainbows and flowers and bunny rabbits yeah um you know when he needs to be uh to be serious he he can do that and you'll see parts of that in in the show as well but the vast majority of the time he is leading with positivity and he's giving positive feedback on a regular basis yeah um and that is, I think, part of his building relationships. And you see, um, particularly at the beginning of the series, but throughout the series, when he's got people that come into his world that um, are really sort of distrusting uh, and they don't necessarily think that he is authentic just because he radiates this positivity all of the time and just kind of feel like, eh, this, this just can't be, can't be real right? It's through his positive feedback that he's able, uh, one of the ways anyway, is able to build relationships and people start to see that he really is being his authentic self. And it makes all of them want to do better for him, right? They want to play better. They want to be a better boss. They want to be uh, a better colleague, uh, and you see this over and over and over again, how he um, sort of wins people over and brings them into his community that he's building through positive motivation. Yeah, and it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful um, motivator that that he uses. But more than anything, it's just another way that he's building relationships. 
So talking about motivation, right, and um, I've been dealing with that quite a bit um, and thinking about that the past few weeks and certainly um, trying to get my singers back into a routine after all of these missed days, right, um, certainly got me thinking about motivation and how I was going to go about that, right? And I've also talked with a lot of choir directors recently about how um, motivating singers is one of their uh, biggest challenges in their job. Yeah, because they've got singers that are apathetic, singers that are unmotivated. How do I deal with this, right? And so one of the video workshops that I've put together recently for our Choir Director Corner community membership is what to do when your singers are unmotivated. Now, on one of the episodes uh, here recently, I've talked about the reasons behind that. But this particular video is going to talk about all the ways that we can respond. And I sort of frame it as what are the roles that we can play all the different roles as choir director. And so the, the choir Ted Lasso is one of those roles, yeah, where we're just leading with positivity. We are celebrating all of the wins, big and small. We are um, praising in public the specific behaviors, the specific work ethic that you want to see, yeah, and just really leading with positivity. That's sort of the choir Ted Lasso. And so that's one of what I have is listed as 10 different roles that you might play um, in this response to uh, your unmotivated singers, your apathetic singers, yeah? And so this is just one of the monthly video workshops that we have inside of the Quadrature Corner community membership. And so if that sounds like something that you could really use uh, in your job as a choir director and uh, working with your singers in your program, in your organization, then hop on over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership and join us as a member and get access to all of our monthly video workshops, our online courses, uh, digital PDFs and other resources, and so much more. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's episode, my friends. I hope if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, I hope this episode motivates you to do so. And if you have, I hope this has been a wonderful reminder about all of the great things about Ted in that show and the reasons why we love um, that show and that character. And thinking about some of the things that you can take from Ted and incorporate into to your work as a choir director. Well, thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep being awesome. Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner community membership over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership.